truck and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. And greetings. Happy Tuesday. Thanks for tuning in here live and on demand on The Blaze. I'm Steve Dace. Todd and Aaron are here with me as well. We are going to open up the phone lines in hour number two for Pop Culture Tuesday because we have a pretty loaded question to ask the audience, and I I will be fascinated to see what your answers are. And when we talked about asking uh, you in the audience this question a few days ago for this segment, I, I was kind of surprised this actually hasn't come up yet. And I, I'm wondering if the reason it hasn't come up yet is because everybody's kind of hoping it never happens. They never have to confront it and they don't actually have to deal with it, that we might gain some form of moral sanity again before this sort of event were to take place. So uh, what exactly are we talking about? Well, that's coming up in hour number two at 888 900 3393 You can also let us know what you think about what we think via the stevedace.com inbox. You can email us there, steve at stevedace.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. If you're listening today via the podcast or Blaze Radio, last name is spelled D-E-A-C-E. Coming up here at the bottom of the hour, we'll also have this week's edition of Fake News or Not. You don't want to miss that. Now, Aaron's montage is coming up here in a couple of minutes. And, I mean, this is essentially becoming now your daily update of on the crazy. And... When you see a culture pushing for more and more government and less and less freedom, that puts your prosperity, your productivity, it puts it in peril. And that's why you want to get to know our friends over at Swiss America. Uh, They're concerned as well, and they want to help you protect your assets, protect your portfolio. And they've got a free report out about what to expect as America becomes an increasingly socialist country. Like, did you learn? I, I didn't know this. I saw John Fund over at the Wall Street Journal pointed this out today that in European countries that have national health care, there's essentially exemptions for the top 10 or 15% of the wealthiest to have their own form of health care aside from, you know, the uh, you plebes, basically. Just things like that you need to know. How do things work in a socialist country? If we are going to go there, you know, we're going to do our best to not go there. But if we are, you know, forewarned is forearmed, right? And that's where the Protect Your Wealth report comes in from our friends at Swiss America. If you want to get a copy of this free report, 800-289-2646, that's the phone number, 1-800-289-2646. Or you can just go to their website, SwissAmerica.com. SwissAmerica.com. Protect what you've earned. The worker is worth your hire. Swiss America agrees. They want to help you protect what you have earned. All right, now let's get to what happened while we were away. What happened while we were away brought to you by the new royal baby. The Duchess of Sussex gave birth yesterday to, just kidding, nobody cares. Enjoy the fact that your royal overlords are a frail old woman and a tiny baby. Yesterday, we told you about the Pennsylvania state representative who is apparently trying to become the new viral sensation of conservative media by accosting prayer warriors, pro-lifers, outside of a Planned Parenthood facility in Philadelphia. Apparently, that wasn't the half of it. Hi, everyone. Uh, Representative Brian Sims here, and I am outside the Planned Parenthood at southeastern Pennsylvania. Oh, no, they're leaving now. What we've got here is... 
a bunch of protesters, a bunch of pseudo-Christian protesters who've been out here shaming young girls for being here. Hi. And so here's the deal. I've got $100 to anybody who will identify any of these three. So we're I'm going to donate to Planned Parenthood. I'm going to donate to Planned Parenthood. So look, a bunch of war. white people standing up in front of a Planned no, Parenthood, shaming I'm people. Really There's sorry. nothing Christian about what you're doing. I'm nothing Christian at all about what you're doing. Hi, nothing Christian or loving or godly about what you're doing. So I've got $100 to anybody who will identify who this is. $100. See if you got some friends out here. 100 bucks. It'd be easier if you just give me your name and your address. Um, uh, Rich, come on. Rich Bohinsky. Rich, where are you from? Uh, Rich, what makes you think that it's your job to tell women what's right for their bodies? And the truth is, I'm not really asking because I don't care. Shame on you. Yep, that's him encouraging his followers to figure out the names and addresses of teenage pro-lifers. So that's cool. Cory Booker has been touting his new gun control proposal recently. But would you, would you prosecute people? Do you support the government buying them back? And if not, potentially people could go to jail if they don't want to sell them back. Yes or no? Again, we should have a law that bans these weapons and we should have a reasonable period in which people can turn in these weapons. The newest morning consult poll has Joe Biden holding a 21% lead over Bernie Sanders. The rest of the field is below 10%. A former employee of the FBI has been charged with obstructing a terrorism investigation. The man later joined the Council on American Islamic Relations, a.k.a. the Muslim Brotherhood, in an attempt to have the terror watch list ruled unconstitutional via a lawsuit against the Trump administration. According to the indictment, Abdurajak Haji Raj Wahili misled investigators when they were scrutinizing a terrorism investigation involving unnamed individuals connected to the Al-Shabaab terrorist group. And all I've got to say is, who the heck is doing the background checks for the new hirees over at the FBI? In other news, CNN is already fretting about Trump refusing to concede in 2020. In completely unrelated news, Hillary Clinton said, I think it's also critical to understand that, as I've been telling candidates who have come to see me, you can run the best campaign, you can even become the nominee, and you can have the election stolen from you. And in further unrelated news, Kamala Harris says, Let's say this loud and clear. Without voter suppression, Stacey Abrams would be the governor of Georgia. Andrew Gillum is the governor of Florida. Moving on, we're all going to die. For a species that named itself Homo sapiens, the wise man, we're being incredibly stupid. The human population has doubled in just 50 years. Our agriculture consumes more and more land. Natural habitats are shrinking. We continue to pollute, the climate continues to warm, and natural ecosystems crumble at an accelerating rate. The other organisms of the planet are our life support systems. You don't have to worry about them if you don't care about eating, if you don't care about breathing, uh, if you don't care about having fresh water and so on. Then you can just forget about it and die. In celebration of Pride Month in the United Kingdom, a retail chain by the name of Marks and Spencer unveiled an LGBT sandwich, lettuce, guacamole, bacon, and tomato. Activists were really pissed. Most of all, Piers Morgan, who says, I'm most cross on behalf of LGBT vegans and Muslims who have been further disenfranchised and marginalized by these bacon-laden gay sandwiches. MTV headline, Avengers Endgame's three-hour runtime is a stark reminder of Hollywood's hidden ableism. CNN headline, the economy is booming, but Donald Trump can't stop talking about Russia. 
And finally, this from the Babylon Bee. Elon Omar says, if Israel is so innocent, then why do they insist on being Jews? Yikes. And that's what happened while we were away. Well, that Babylon Bee headline is what we call around here going there. Yes, they they went there. Indeed. Um, Aaron's montage today brought to you by friends at Brickhouse Nutrition. If you are like most of us that call ourselves parents these days, you are struggling uh, to get your kids to eat uh, their, their fruits and vegetables. Maybe that's because you're struggling as the parent to model that behavior. What if we made it even more convenient for you with Field of Greens being healthier is as simple as putting one scoop in a cup of any water-based drink, stirring it up, and you're done. And this isn't some fly-by-night supplement or laboratory-created vitamin that's going to kill your kidney. In fact, when you turn over the label, it doesn't say supplement facts. It says nutrition facts because Field of Greens is made with only real USDA, organic fruits and vegetables. So all those antioxidants and prebiotics and probiotics and all those things that are missing from many American lifestyles these days with the way we eat, Field of Greens seeks to put those things back in. If you want to give this a shot, it tastes really good too, by the way. Uh, if you want to give this a shot, you get 15% off of your first order when you go to BrickHouseSteve.com. BrickHouseSteve.com, use promo code Steve to get 15% off of your first order of Field of Greens at BrickHouseSteve.com. So we're going to address the uh, the the new um, uh, face of American leftism. Uh, we're going to discuss Brian Sims, who correct me if he's a state rep. Correct? He's a state rep. All right. So the the previous face was a gal who got sixteen thousand votes in a congressional district, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, and now the new face is one state representative in Pennsylvania. Right. Yeah, for the next five minutes, at least. At least, yes. Um, so we're going to discuss him coming up today. And uh, the artist formerly known as the Blaze TV Roundtable uh, that will now henceforth be known as Overtime because we're just going to make it even more casual and probably talk more. So that'll be for our subscribers coming up a little bit later today uh, here on Blaze TV. Plenty of other things, though, uh, in your montage that uh, that I want to get to. And I don't know if you have the ability to call it back up, and I know you hate me when I do this to you, so I'm sorry. In What's advance. going on? The the poll, the, the sure. Biden poll. One, one second. Can, can you pull that up really second, yep. uh, real quick? I I did not intend to to start here looking at what was going to be in the montage today. Um, I didn't intend to start here, but the chasm of those numbers, and a thought instantly came to mind, and I want to run it by you two and tell me if. If you think this is worthy of watching going forward, okay? So I told you last week that the bounce here is unlike, it's it's unlike anything I can remember, except for when somebody like a Fred Thompson back in 2008, a Colin Powell back in uh, the, the 1996, but these were people that didn't have 100% name ID people. They had not previously held high office but there was a lot of anticipation that they were going to be the new hotness. And you saw this kind of a surge. And then, you know, Colin Powell never ended up running. Fred Thompson just did run technically, uh, but didn't do much else after announcing. And so they flamed out. Okay. Here we have a candidate with 100% name ID because he's been the vice president of the United States. He's been a senator for pretty much you and I's entire lifetimes, all of Aaron's. And, and we see a surge unlike anything I've ever seen. Now, when you look at the rest of the candidates on this list, other than the fact their name is not Joe Biden, 
they all have something else in common. Let's remove Bernie Sanders for a second, because I think we kind of all agree still that he kind of has his own base, right? He's, he's separate from this. And clearly Biden has eaten into some of his support. You know, he's gone from the low 20s here to the, to the mid to high teens, but he's, the, he's most impervious to what, what Biden is doing to the rest of the field. We all agree, still stipulate to that? Yeah. yeah. Bernie's kind of running his own thing over here? Okay. And so this is the goal to see who stops Bernie Sanders from being the nominee so the Republicans can't run on the Democrats literally nominated a socialist, right? That's, that's really what's happening here. This is the other primary. There's two primaries within the Democratic primary. We, still, we stipulate to that point sure. too. Okay. Let me ask a question about Joe Biden before I put forth my hypothesis, although my question may give it away. What issues is Joe Biden? What issues are Joe Biden talking about right now? What's Joe Biden saying about guns? I you have an idea. You have a clue, I, do you? No, I yeah. I don't know about any issue really. Now, what's Joe Biden out there pounding the uh, climate alarmism? Uh, no, but he he does want to let us know that there were no hints of scandal, not even That's a whisper right, yeah. of yeah. scandal, when he was vice president. What's Joe Joe Biden saying in fantasies? Peachy no. King, he's cool with it? He's down with it? I haven't heard much on that either. Mm. You guys get where I'm going here? Yeah. There's one candidate here who's not talking really any issues. And he's blowing the rest of this field away. <laughs> Think of, this literally just occurred to me 10 minutes ago as I was watching your montage. It was like a light came on. Because I'm like, man, we're now into week two. And he's his he's widening the lead. What 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 else is happening here? Because we're kind of over the honeymoon phase. Obama's you know Commander Riker is running for president. Number two is taken is here to take back control of the Enterprise. We we got all of that nostalgia kind of you know era of warm feelings. You know uh, you know give me the vapors as you like to say, Todd. We got that out of the way last week. We're into week two of this. Because we said when you guys said that maybe it's possible I'm overreacting this, so let's give it another week or two and see what happens. Okay, we're heading into week two of this. He's not talking about any issues other than, um, you know, essentially retconning the Obama years and Donald Trump. All of the other intersectionality Olympics, all of the other how far left can we go? I mean, Cory Booker said, Cory Booker took a look at his, his, his internals where he's in the low single digits and said, you know what, guys, I just don't think I have Spartacus this thing enough. So I'm going on CNN tomorrow and we're going to prosecute gun owners. <laughs> All right. Kamala Harris is like, you know, I was almost into double digits. I kind of stepped in it with letting, let's let uh, Ted Bundy and uh, John Wayne Gacy vote. Um, and uh, let me come back with, Democrats only lose when elections are stolen from them. These candidates are not seeing any residual benefit from this. What, Aaron, you have your hand up. So you, what's your, I'm going to do the, uh, the BBC interviewer uh, with um, Jordan Peterson. So what you're saying is Joe Biden's strategy for the, the debates should be to say as little as, as possible. I, I, now, I don't know yet. We're only... I literally, I haven't had time to really sure. do a deep dive on this. Sure. Okay. But that would make sense. But, you know, and, and let's see if he can, the debates are still about a month away. Let's see if he can continue this. But right now, he is, he is, I mean, he's, he's, he's not being bothered with any of the other 
I have to prove, no, 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 I'm the one who ought to teach, I'm the one who ought to lead the humanities department at Cal Berkeley. No, I'm the one who ought to lead the humanities department at Cal Berkeley. No, it's me. So they're running for, you know, dean of the humanities department at Cal Berkeley. He's running for the Democratic nomination for president. You know, and I've actually, I've seen this work in the Republican Party before. Where all these other candidates, there was this mini primary, who was going to be the guy opposite John McCain? And McCain was largely left untouched once he survived. He had that initial implosion of his campaign early in Iowa in 08, recovered. And then the rest of the way was largely untouched the rest of the race. While everybody else was running, you know, is it Huckabee? Is it Romney? Who was going to be the candidate that was going to be the conservative alternative to McCain? We saw this in 2012 with Mitt Romney. He, he basically bypassed Iowa. I you know, just started running for the, you know, the general election uh, pretty much uh, in the primary while everybody else was over here doing the flavor of the month and who was going to be the, the person next to Mitt Romney. I wonder if we're watching Joe Biden follow a similar strategy. You guys' thoughts on this hypothesis that I'm literally just shooting from the hip on here live on the air and haven't had a chance to really think through yet. My first reaction is <clears throat> if, the, if this holds, which I don't think it will. We are in so much trouble because we've talked about what cults do. If this cult like evolves to the point where it can contain itself with a guy like Biden, I mean, it's possible that Biden navigates this in my estimation, but by a, a narrow, narrow margin akin to what you've diagnosed with Donald Trump and the mm -hmm. 40,000 votes across four states you know, 78,000 78, excuse me yeah. uh but so, a lot uh, more than 40 but still not very yes, many yes not many it, i believe that's possible but if he can go this wire to wire we are in even more trouble than we thought i don't think it's going to happen because i don't think this this is what a, a two-week strategy uh he's 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 bumbled plenty already we've seen uh the left base try to come after him if he's basically doing this it's a default mocking of those who are running you think all these people kamala harris are simply just going to take it and lay down uh no way he's going to deal with have to deal with frontal assaults like this but so i don't i th we need way more time uh, i agree that, i totally agree uh, which we haven't put him on a stage yet yeah. Okay, I totally I, agree with that. This is this is the kind of placeholder to me, just like the g generic Republican who comes out and kills the other guy, <laughs> and then you put a face on and it starts falling apart. Um, it, is it something that has to be recognized as you are uh, right now? Sure, it's worth the conversation. It's not worth the cold sweats in any estimation, and I don't think that's what we're doing. I'm simply saying there is so much further to go. But if this lasts wire to wire... The cause of American freedom is, and we already know it's in peril. It's, it's to me, this is a sign of game over if they can go wire to wire with this. Can I respond to you? Because I know you want to chime in on this, Aaron, okay? Sure. But I want to respond to what you just said. You don't believe there's any other explanation or at least any other percentage in the formula for why this could be. Like, for example, I went to... Um, uh, my cousin's college graduation party over the weekend. And I haven't seen her uh, in a few years. And I walk in and a gentleman walks up to me right away, recognizing me. I'd never, I don't think I've met him before. It was many years ago, but he recognized me right away, listens to us on a regular basis 
And he comes up to me. Now, this is my family. I mean, I, I grew up with these people, you know, and I've mentioned before, I've, you know, I, I grew up pretty much in a working class democratic household, right? And he comes up to me right away and introduces himself and he's very nice. Love you guys' show. And he says, I got to warn you, you and I are probably like the only two non-Democrats here in this entire house. So, you know, just be careful what you talk about. I, I felt no compulsion, com, uh, compulsion to watch my words. First of all, the last thing I came to my cousin's graduation party to discuss was that. And if they would have asked me about it, I'd have told them. Are you guys really sure that's what we're all doing here? This is, I mean, really? And you know what? Nobody ever asked, okay? I mean, I, I grew up with these people my whole life. I know where our views are different. I also know they don't believe in everybody who doesn't agree with me just can't be an American anymore either. Just as the Republican establishment wanted to believe there really wasn't a blue collar vote anymore. There really wasn't a manufacturing base of, of voters they had to appeal to anymore. That everybody was just, that, that the entire American public had broken down into, you either like the crony capitalism, you get that corporate, we serve up to corporate America, or you just want government not to do things for you like the Democrats. There's nothing in between that. Just And Trump proved that's not true, right? Okay. Is it possible that because we live in the world of cable news, like my, I can promise you, no one I was at that birthday party or graduation party with on Sunday knows a damn thing about this Brian Sims that we're all talking about. Never heard his name in their lives, I can promise you, okay? Is it possible that these leftists that have assumed control of the Democratic Party are finding out, are going to find out through what's happening with Biden's candidacy, they have to be blown away by the numbers he's pulling. They have to be. I've been on a campaign. I know what they're thinking. All campaigns are the same, regardless of their beliefs, the way they operate and everything else. Some do it better, some do it worse. But their nervous system, how they behave and react, I can promise you in their emails, they are freaking out at all of these numbers. Because it totally goes against what we all, heck, we were calling him Jeb Bush 2023 weeks ago on here on this show. Is it possible that just as the Republican establishment in Washington and the news and the, and the people that surround them and make money off of being their shills, wanted to believe that these sorts of blue-collar deplorables didn't exist anymore. They had wiped them out. And so everybody was either a crony capitalist or a socialist now. Is it possible that the same thing has happened here in the Democratic Party? Where they want to believe all of the Democratic Party is MSNBC's primetime lineup? Is it possible, is the, is, is hate, the corner of Haight-Ashbury and the Cal Berkeley faculty meeting, is it possible that they're, they're going to learn a very difficult truth that maybe that's not quite true? I do agree that okay. it's possible. And I don't know, I'm To asking. some extent, and you know who the people who would be guilty of it, and I said as much on Twitter a couple of weeks ago, it's uh, the leftists on my tribe. It, it would be the Catholics. It, 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 Joe Biden is them. Mm -hmm. They, If they come out in mass and do that. But those are also the people uh, that the leadership structure, both within the press um, and within uh, uh, the bureaucracy, they are the people drip by drip by drip that convince also those Catholics to basically swallow up anything. They haven't been given enough time yet to swallow up uh, Beto or, uh, who, or, or uh, Kamala or whoever. So, yeah, it's, I think it's somewhere in the middle. I just I don't believe for a second 
that the wire to wire it might be a lead but a wire to wire with this what what is it like 21 over bernie even mm-hmm. though we set him aside so whatever 25 over the next guy mm-hmm. i mean i also don't think I, you i know you haven't even said that that think for a second that it's going to go wire to wire like that no right? okay no there, but but you, what you what i would tell if i was in joe biden's camp i'd be telling him do exactly what you're doing right now build as much of a cushion aaron as you can until you expose yourself to liabilities on that stage with all those crazy leftists that's what i would be telling him get as big of a lead as you can because it, you're so that you can take some hits yeah, and I think maybe a, an important t- distinction to make with this, and it, 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 at least with my hypothesis of these numbers along along the lines of what you said, it's not so much that he's running on nothing, it's that he's not running on um, something. <laughs> it's that he's not running on Marxist fill-in-the-blank at the moment. That's, that's uh, in other words, uh, his nothingness is not elevating him. I would say that others Marxist is actually pulling them I, yeah, d- I Yes. So that's, I, agree. I think that's a distinction maybe to make yep. um, because he is not going to get away with saying nothing. He's not going to get away with, uh, unless I guess I should never say never, but because who's going to be hosting most of these debates, it's going to be friendly media and the media is run by whom. And so who, who are they going to try to make look the best? So those are those are things that you got to bake in, you know, bake into this equation as well. Um, so I, it, it could again, it's really, really early. But I just I think I think the safest thing to say at this point is that this cannot be ignored and this cannot be, um, you know, shoved to the side kind of the same way that that uh, Jeb Bush was a few years ago. Yeah, so I agree that. Again, it's really, really early. So trying to make heads or tails of this, it's just a 21% lead over somebody with um, who has pretty good name ID. It's not 100% name ID, but pretty good name ID and Bernie Sanders uh, in a crowded field. That's that's pretty that's pretty spanking good. I mean, we're almost out of time, so I hesitate to even bring up this point because we'd have a whole conversation about this. But just I'll put a bow on it with this. Who Who's the Trumpian figure that... Jeb Bushes him in those debates. Who does it? Who's the one that diminishes him, emasculates him in real time? Looking at this field, who is it? Because the thing is, with those kinds of numbers, and again, I just my experience working on and covering a lot of campaigns, you're simply not going to deflate a number like that based on on issue differences, because there's there people are projecting things onto him. When he's got those kinds of numbers, you can wipe out, you know, if he violates an issue orthodox, if he says, I'm not for infanticide, he could lose nine or 10 points. You're not blowing a 20 point lead like that over something, even an issue like that. You have to penetrate him on a personality issue level first. All right. Who, who does that? Who reduces him to ash like Trump did where he literally handed uh, Jeb Bush his uh, manlies and fed him to him and every one of those debates, who's going to do that? That's. There's clearly no obvious answer to yeah, that. Yeah, because they're going to dent him on issues from the left. I wholeheartedly agree with that. But with a lead like that, you got to go after Uncle Joe. It's not going to be good enough just to say he's not leftist enough. You've got to penetrate the Uncle Joe persona that's building up here. That's what you have to do if you're one of these other Democratic candidates. Hey, if uh, you're tired, there was another round of shadow bans and outright bans this morning uh, on Twitter, parody sites, things of that nature. Uh, if if you're tired of feeling like you cannot fight back against this, one of the ways you can do it is determine who you want to spend your money with. And, you know, we live in an era right now where everybody has to 
pretty much have a mobile phone uh, to you know exist in 21st century America. There's probably more of you right now listening and watching that got rid of your landlines because of your mobile phone than don't have one, right? And if you look at the way these mobile phone companies compete against each other, they even say in their commercials, their networks are all pretty much within 1% difference. So really the only difference is what they do with your money after you pay them to be their customer. Well, now there's an option to know that, hey, I want to get the same coverage, but I want my money going to causes that I believe in instead. And and that's called Patriot Mobile. Uh, They've got plans as low as $25 a month. And they want you to know after they cover their overhead, they get the profit they're looking for. They they then don't give to progressive and leftist causes. They go to places like uh, Prager University, uh, Alliance Defending Freedom, uh, organizations and entities that share your principles and share your values. And did I mention plans start as low as $25 a month? In fact, if you give them a call right now at 1-800-A-PATRIOT and you use the code BLAZE when you call in, 1-800, the letter A needs to be in there. So 1-800-A-PATRIOT. If you drop promo code Blaze when you call that number, uh, they're going to waive your activation fee. And you can even go right online to the website too, patriotmobile.com slash Blaze. That's even easier. Just go to the website, patriotmobile.com slash Blaze. They'll waive that activation fee for you there as well. That's uh, our friends at Patriot Mobile. All right, we're going to come back. This week's edition of Fake News or Not is next. Todd and Aaron, they're going to play Fact Checker, Truth Detector, when we return live and on demand on the Blaze in a moment. So I'm ready to add my my own name to the list of uh, success stories here at the Blaze. Uh, people that have had positive results with the relief factor. Um, I was one of millions of Americans who kind of just thought as, you know, as I get older, these aches and pains, the soreness uh, after these workouts that linger and everything else, I'm just going to have to kind of put up with it. Uh, relief factor was suggested to me. I was really conservative here. I, I didn't really say anything about my own experience uh, for almost two full weeks of using the product, even though only after a few days. I started to already see uh, some bounce back results. But now after two full weeks, really the only change that I have made uh, in that area to help me uh, fight back against the inflammation is introducing a relief factor uh, to uh, my daily lifestyle. It's 100% drug-free, created by doctors. So this was created by doctors who write prescriptions that are kind of tired of writing a bunch of prescriptions, okay? So 100% drug-free, the four key ingredients are there uh, to help you uh, and your body win the battle against inflammation because that's what's causing the chronic pain to begin with. If you want to give Relief Factor a try, the starter pack is for three weeks. They offer this because the amount of people who use this and see results and then stick around is pretty overwhelming. So it's just a dollar a day to get started with the uh, starter pack for Relief Factor, a dollar a day, 20 bucks. If you go to relieffactor.com, give it a shot. I've had I've had really positive results with it. Now, understand inflammation and an injury are not the same thing, okay? I mean, if you have a severe muscle pull or a sprain or anything of that nature, that's an injury, okay? But if you've got inflammation, meaning uh, chronic pain and sometimes inflammation in other parts of the body, joints and other things that uh, maybe get worked a little too hard compensating for those kinds of injuries, uh, that's where a relief factor comes in. All right, relieffactor.com. Get the starter pack three weeks, just a dollar a day today at relieffactor.com. All right, gentlemen, are you ready 
for this week's edition of Fake News or Not. Are you ready to render your verdicts? It's always a loaded question. Uh, indeed, it is. Let's begin with the president himself. We discussed that he actually uh, sort of smiled when he said uh, something to the effect that it started off as a mountain and it ended up being a mouse. But he knew that because he knew there was no collusion whatsoever. Uh, so uh, pretty much that's what it was. All right, that's the president uh, talking about him addressing the collusion issue with Vladimir Putin in a recent one-on-one phone call between the two. Fake news or not? What do you think, Todd? That That's more or less true news, I think. You know, they, the conversation wasn't that uh, dull, but I mean, there wasn't a bunch. I, I assume the premise of the fake news would be like those two are just laughing with each other oh, we both got over on them and the great trump putin conspiracy uh for that brief moment in time was just an orgy of delight i mean no if we believe that what have we been talking about on this uh uh show for a long time i yeah i think there was you know some some conversation along those lines that addressed it um some snarky banter and then they moved on to whatever i yeah, I don't really have a. I, I, I can't possibly think it was otherwise. You satisfied with that? Oh no, no. But I, that's. Welcome. I mean, the, the, we we know for sure that the Russians attempted. His own attorney general told us of two specific uh, separate instances where they attempted to infiltrate the electoral process to I'm, influence the outcome. Are you okay with just I, some snarky, uh, snarky banner am, back and forth? I'm glad you actually followed up with that because that's important and one of my biggest blind spots is not overtly saying my default i'm not satisfied with it yeah. but i you know i'm not satisfied with donald trump on as are you none of us in this room are it's just like i just accept that it's that it's this and that he the same thing like with um uh, it drives you nuts with north korea you know i just come to accept that he is like either tone deaf or stubborn beyond um changing of course it's not satisfying. That is this entire Trump presidency to so me. So there's a reason I use this clip, okay? But before I provide it, Aaron, I'm going to let you give your answer and your thoughts. So my initial inclination is, uh, unless this phone call was public, how would we ever possibly deduce as to whether or not that was actually fake news or not? Now, as far as the, the secondary issue that you raised, um, as far as being satisfied with that... Um, no, I mean, I, embrace the suck. That's that's essentially <laughs> that's essentially the default position is just embrace the suck or learn to live with the suck. Um, you know that that's all I can say. But as far as the actual conversation goes, how would we ever be able to deduce whether or not what the Trump claims was said was said? I, I don't think we can I don't think we can know that. So here's the thing. I, I know there's at least a few of you right now that are already gonna send me this email. You can save your save the energy, all right? Because I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna uh you know trip on your uh your applause line here. Okay. I'm gonna steal it from you from you. The president has actually imposed some pretty severe sanctions against the Russians. And I know you're gonna send those to me. Okay. Um here's the thing though. The jobs report we had that came out on Friday was insane. And I don't don't look at the rate. I don't 
I don't look at the unemployment rate, haven't since the Obama administration changed the configuration of it. And people ask me how they changed the configuration of it. Well, the Obama, what the Obama people did is if you, if they believed that after a period of time, you were no longer legitimately looking for work, they stopped counting you. As if you're a sluggard. Yes. They you're stopped employed. Ca- yeah. You're, so you're unemployed, but they stopped counting. It, it, almost as if to say you are, you couldn't, you aren't finding work uh, because we know how to run an economy and you just aren't willing to find work and aren't good enough to find it. So we're just not counting you anymore. <laughs> That's essentially what they did. We're still using that same rate configuration. So I just look at the raw numbers. In terms of raw numbers, uh, April's jobs report, I think, was the fewest raw numbers. For those who don't know what, that, know what that means, unfiltered, just the number. Like they literally just counted how many unemployment claims came in. No weighing of the, no weighing, no formula, no formulas. They just counted them. All right, and the the amount of unemployment claims that came in in April is the fewest we've had since 2000. We've had a pretty precipitous population jump since then, and that also would have been the tail end of the Clinton dot com era boom as well. Now that's that's an amazing number. And one of the things I said uh, when our Robino here at the Blaze tweeted out a pretty good summary of those numbers is, you know, the Democrats are going to have to run on orange man bad. We've talked about that. If you, if you look since the left has really began to assert itself within the Democratic Party post-Vietnam era, uh, they really can't win a presidential election unless the economy's bad or, or there's a scandal. In other words, unless the Republican sucks, they, they can't win a national election. They just haven't been able to do it. They can't win it straight up. In fact, I would argue the last Democrat that won a national election just straight up selling a vision to the country at a time that it wasn't mired in scandal— and was was probably JFK in 1960. That's probably the last time coming out of the coming out of the the Eisenhower era. One of the things I said in retweeting Rob's uh, com- summary of this is, this is why the president has a really good story to sell. He needs to engage. The media is not America. Engage the media less. Engage the American people more. See, what happened in that exchange is him and the media go back and forth about why he didn't uh, tell Putin to stop meddling in our elections. And so what happens is, um, you know, they step to him. He feels like he has to step back. And the two of them just have a conversation with each other. Rest of America, outside of those of you watching on The Blaze or those on the other side watching on MSNBC, but the rest of America who he needs votes from, tap out. I'm out. Or they're, at their, or they're at their jobs. Yeah, or they're at their jobs, if they're even, yes. But if they, any of those that are paying attention, they tap out, don't care. They're tired of the histrionics, the antics. They just, and you know what? They're like, I just want this to end. That's what the media wants. They're trying to exasperate the American people. And this has been the strategy going back to 2016. Remember how we used to talk about how it was like Hillary Clinton wasn't even running for president? It was like Donald Trump was a one-man show. Right. The whole thing is they know his personality is grating. And so they're trying to exasperate the American people, basically make you just sick of seeing his face, regardless of what the economic, what the GDP growth rate is. You just, I don't want to look at his face anymore. He needs to rise above that. He needs to say out of his mouth, you know, Vladimir, the, the, you know, Premier Putin and I had a constructive conversation about that. And, you know, and uh, uh, he knows how I feel about it because uh, he's paying under the weight of the heavy sanctions we've lobbied against his uh, regime uh, in the last few months as well. But overall, though, pretty friendly despite that. You know, he needs to be the one that verbalizes that. 
instead of sitting around, Washington Post, fake news, the failing New York Times. First of all, the average American doesn't read the freaking New York Times anywhere, no matter what their belief system is. He needs to verbalize, I already ham, I hammered Vladimir Putin with, with, with these uh, sanctions, and I'll hammer him with more if I have to. He needs to stop talking directly to the media and speak more directly to the American See, people. At best, we can hope is that he'll do both. He will never stop that. That's my point. I just like he won't stop doing that. You're of course right. You've been right for years about that. It won't happen. At best, we can hope is that he does both. Here's this uh, this week's clip number two. Tell us a little about William Barr as you know him. Is this obstruction on the part of the Democrats to take down an honest broker? I think what it is is an attempt to um, divert attention in part and also an attempt to discredit what he intends to do by conducting an investigation into how um, all of this got started. And by all of this, I mean the, the, the events that were depicted in part in the beginning of your program, uh, George Papadopoulos and the rest. Judge, I mean, the, the FISA warrant did not happen until later in the year. So it's clear that there was spying going on before they actually had the warrant to do so. Is that a fair statement? Well, they were. Um, you don't need a warrant to put an to to put an informant into talk to somebody. However, you do need a good reason. And when you're talking about putting uh, an agent in to talk to somebody in connection with a political campaign, you need a very good reason. Um, and obviously, uh, that's what what the attorney general had in mind when he wondered whether this was all properly predicated, not whether there was a warrant, but whether there was a good reason. And I think that the answer to that will may, likely will turn out to be no. There were plenty of bad reasons. Two questions real quick before we go. First of all, people want to know how far up the chain this went. Did President Obama give the directive to all of this? I know you probably can't answer that. But more importantly, Judge, are we going right, to see accountability here for the people who perhaps did try to entrap Trump campaign members? Well, we're going to see accountability. Um, when William Barr says that he is going to conduct an investigation into how all of this got started, and he believes he has good reason to do it, he will follow through. And he said he's putting together a team of people at the Justice Department. They're going to have access to a grand jury, and we will find out what happened. We will find out who was responsible for what happened, which I think accounts for a lot of the reason that people are accusing him falsely of making false statements to Congress. That's an attempt to discredit what he's about to do. Yeah. But he's not a man easily deterred. All right, that's a former attorney general saying the current one is definitely going to get to the bottom of this, and we're going to see some accountability here. Fake news or not, Aaron, I'll start with you this time. From his lips to God's ears, but as far as what I'm seeing from Bill Barr right now, uh, now accountability, define accountability. Does that mean somebody's going to prison? Does that mean somebody's going to get named? That's somebody going to get embarrassed? Somebody but a stern indicted. talking to. A stern talking to. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I would say there's going to be some accountability on some level. I don't know what that will end up being uh, as far as the severity of that accountability. But it seems like Barr has been fairly consistent so far in saying uh, he's concerned about the origins of this entire investigation. And I would like to remind um, our audience again 
that the origins of this Trump-Russia collusion narrative actually started on October 31st of 2016, just a few days before the election when Mother Jones and David Korn mm -hmm. published excerpts of the Steele dossier, the mm -hmm. discredited Steele dossier published and put together by Christopher Steele, an ex-British uh, intelligence agent who was paid by Fusion GPS, a, a DC uh, oppo research firm with notorious connections to various left-wing operations. That is the true genesis of the narrative, not necessarily the investigation itself. That that investigation started when Trump you know, invited Lester Holt to the White House. Um, so as far as now, that couldn't have happened, though, I don't think. I don't think that would have happened without the uh, Steele dossier and all of that and what that was, what was just discussed in that clip. So I do think there's at least, at the very least, some pretty good prima facie evidence that there was, um, there was some uh, pretty bad faith reasons, as we heard the former attorney general say, pretty bad faith reasons for some of this surveillance of the Trump campaign. Todd, quickly. Uh, fake news the last part about accountability there you don't think we're gonna say that i mean somebody might be you know there might be a fall guy but it won't it won't be systemic and that's the problem this is a systemic problem before we get to our final clip this week what is not fake news is the increasing pervasiveness of the crime known as home title fraud uh, this is something uh, many of us, myself included, we didn't know what this was uh, about a year ago. Uh, but nowadays, home titles and mortgages are kept online where criminals hunt for them. Why? Because they want to forge your name and take you off your home's title so they can liquidate your equity. And that's the most precious and valuable investment most Americans will ever make is their own home and the equity within it. If you want to prevent this from happening to you, uh, home title lock is where you need to go. Banks won't protect you, not even identity theft protection, which you should have. Uh, that won't protect you. Your homeowner's insurance won't protect you. But for pennies a day, home title lock will. Uh, if you want to find out, maybe you're already a victim or vulnerable of becoming one. Uh, there is an easy way to find out. Home Title Lock uh, offers a free title scan and report. Now, this is normally $100, uh, but uh, if you're part of our family here today at The Blaze, when you go to HomeTitleLock.com, you register your home there, you'll get it for free today. Protect your most valuable financial ass asset, your home, at HomeTitleLock.com. One more clip. Here it is. Should it be a crime to use stolen material from a foreign adversary? In a campaign. Well, if, if, if you if you still if you do make that a crime, you've still got to show intent. You've got to show mens rea. You know, when the Russians spy on you, uh, or the Chinese, or the North Koreans, they don't come into your office and say, "Hey, we're from Russia or China or North Korea, and let me talk to you." I mean, they do. They're very clever. So, you if you're going to pass a law, you've got to be able to. to you've got to require criminal intent. But do you, so you don't think there should be some safeguard no, in here that, that way? What does that look like then? It, if, if, uh, if you're telling me, should it be improper or even a crime, presuming you could show mens rea, yeah. uh, for me to use in a Senate race uh, material offered by China or North Korea or Argentina, for that matter, or Venezuela, right. yeah, I'm willing to look at that. But you've got to show intent. And do you think that the Trump campaign is yet, and the Republican Party as a whole, has yet to pledge not to use stolen material? Should they? Well, I'll pledge I won't use stolen material. 
All right, that's uh, Republican Senator John Kennedy. Quick question here, gentlemen. Is that virtue signaling or is it just virtue? What do you think, Todd? I think it was mostly virtue. I mean, the second thing, stolen material, can we set that aside for a second? But just like not included in that at all. And I've mentioned this before. The information itself, it seems to be a moot point. That's I mean, it's if you are provided with the smoking gun on something, it's not necessarily in an toppling of a government to consider using that. I think that's insane. So we have to actually be talking about the kind of information we're talking about um, and not just the motives of the government. It's a bigger picture than that, regardless of it's a Democrat or a Republican. What do you think, Aaron? I think it's just virtue signaling because he makes the case a little bit earlier in the clip and then more later on. Um, that uh, you have to have uh, intent, criminal intent, and it has to be proved that you have criminal intent about, and you also have to know that the information that you received is um, is stolen. So he basically makes the cases, you know what, if you can't, if you don't even know that this is stolen, how you, can you commit a crime? So in that case, he makes that case. So why would he pledge not to use material from a foreign government? Hmm. You know, this whole debate is over material that uh, they. They just put online for everybody to read anyway with their WikiLeaks. You realize that? Yeah. Yeah, they just put it online. Anybody could just go and read it. So there's that. <laughs> Hour two, next, live and on demand on The Blaze. Stay tuned. And greetings. We're back with our number two live and on demand here on The Blaze. Steve Dace, Todd Erzin, Aaron McIntyre, and we're missing somebody. That's you. We're going to open up the phone lines this hour. 888-900-3393 is the number. That's 888-900-3393. We're going to tell you what the topic is here in just a moment. You can also email the program steve at stevedace.com. That's D-E-A-C-E for those of you that are visually impaired because you're only listening via Blaze Radio or the podcast. We still love you nonetheless. Uh, In fact, if you love us, we would appreciate it if you'd leave us a five-star review on the podcast platform of your choice. Thousands of you have done this for us already. Thank you very much. You can also like us on Facebook, which doesn't like us, so just keep liking us there uh, a lot. Maybe at some point your name will show up. You can also follow us on Twitter until they're done getting rid of all of us at Steve Dace Show. You know, suppose you went over to somebody's house for dinner and sitting there as like the the the, the centerpiece there at the table was a giant clock. Like a, it had like a like a stopwatch on it. And you're like, why is that there? You guys like obsessed with time. They're like, no, it just that tells us we got that timer set during dinner and it tells us when we all should stop eating. I mean, that would be really weird, right? You don't have to be weird. Uh, in fact, uh, your body already has that kind of uh, that stopwatch, if you will. It's a signal that comes from a natural substance called OEA. It's just for some of us, that signal's a little weak. And then for a lot of us, the older we get, the weaker that signal gets as well. And so we keep eating and we keep gaining weight. And it could be one of the major reasons why uh, your metabolism's out of whack because your OEA uh, is low. And that could be a major reason why if you've been earnestly fighting the battle of the bulge, this isn't 
Oh, yo, Steve, I, I tried Riduzone after, you know, I had seven candy bars. I didn't work. No, no, don't, don't. That, 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 that would be a you problem. Okay. This is for those of you that are trying to do something about this and you've stalled out uh, and you're about to give up. Before you do, give Riduzone a try. It's only got three ingredients and none of them are caffeine, anything stimulant related whatsoever. One of them's rice and the main ingredient is OEA. Put it back into your body to regulate your metabolism the natural way. Here's what you need to do. Just go to Riduzone.com. R-I-D-U. Z-O-N-E, that's Riduzone.com. They'll give you a special offer right now when you go to the website. Uh, Riduzone.com, R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E. So you ever thought of a question? And then you thought, I'm really surprised. No one's asked this question before. And then when you, when you fully pondered the ramifications of said question, you realize that you weren't the first person to think of this. You might have just been the first person dumb enough to just blurt it out loud. You ever had that moment? You're the first person to ask it. That's kind of my biography in Is many it? ways. <laughs> what about you, Aaron? You ever had a moment like that or a question that came to mind? You're like, I'm going to ask it, but I just, I, I know I shouldn't. Yeah, I shouldn't ask this. I have no idea what's going on, but at this point, I'm too afraid to ask something like that. Yes. I'm going to have one of those moments right now in real time on uh, here on The Blaze. When I told you guys a few days ago, this is the question I wanted to ask the audience. We haven't given the question away yet. What was your immediate thought, Todd, was what? Giddy up. <laughs> Commenso Festival. <laughs> yeah. this is. This you is, guys are a bad influence. I just want America to know this. I'm a father of four daughters. This is my jam. These are fighting words, so go. So, so here's the question, and I... And I was surprised no one else has asked it. But given the ramifications of said question, I, I, I kind of think it's just because no one else was as dumb as we are to go ahead and pose this question out loud. So America is immersed. Well, there's one small segment of America that is attempting to immerse the rest of us into, uh, you know, gender madness, right? Gender dysphoria, uh, gender obsession, etc. And we're seeing a, uh, especially this time of year, it's spring sports seasons for high schools around the country. So you're seeing a spate of stories about men uh, claiming they're women uh, who are going out to these you know, high school track mates and they're dominating the female competition, right? There's been numerous stories like this. We've had them in the montage. Uh, we've shown you video. I think we've, we, you know, we've got a pool here at the office on how soon does Todd get arrested with one of his daughters as a nationally decorated uh, runner? And how soon is it that Todd gets arrested when they try to tell her she's got to go out there and lose to a guy? And he says, oh, hell no. So we're putting together a collection for your bail money for when that occurs. Thank right? you. Yes. Uh, you know, forewarned is forearmed, like we said last time. <laughs> if you want to contribute to Todd's bail, then we should, dude, I just had another terrible idea. That's good. <laughs> we should start a Patreon account. Yes. Todd's future bail money. See, when you start saying things out loud, the good ideas just keep rolling. <laughs> So let's take this to its most logical conclusion, shall we? And I think this is a conversation we need to have on the, in the uh, Not Left America Now, 
Because you guys understand we're only about 15 minutes away from the first uh, gender dysphoriated uh, individual keynoting CPAC. You guys realize this, right? Yes. That's what's coming. Okay. I mean, so that's just kind of how we roll, you know? They push back, we 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 push back a little. And then eventually we're like, okay, we're gonna give you everything if you like give us a conscious gloss with it. <laughs> right. Um so here's my question. If slash when a male on the US Olympic team is entered into a female sport and medals. In that competition. Are you going to cheer him on? Is a team USA. If, if Donald Trump is president, when this occurs, do you, do you want this individual given a medal at the white house? How do you plan or have you even thought of how you're going to react to the high possibility? If not, definitive likelihood that this is on its way. 888-900-3393 is the number. Would you root and cheer on a male athlete who medals in a female sport at the Olympics for Team USA? Would you cheer that person on? 888-900-3393 is the number. 888-900-3393. And I am now fascinated to see, because this is what we call Pop Culture Tuesday on the show. And this is where we look at the intersection between popular culture and conservatism. Uh, the new trailer for the, the next Spider-Man movie is out. It's going to have the first trans character in the MCU. Will be one of the one of the fringe students that Spider-Man goes to school with. Okay. I mean, this is everywhere. And, and the left America is trying to impose Ziggy Stardust on what's left of America. Well, when left America places one of these athletes in a female sport and they medal, are you going to cheer him on? Is it rah-rah, Team USA for you? Why or why not? 888-900-3393. I feel a little like Eddie Haskell right now. Like I just instigated something. I'm like, and I think you guys should fight. I just kind of step back and watch now. But I, I am I am truly fascinated to see how you're going to answer this question. And now that you know what the question is, you can see why, yeah, I can see why no one, no one else in conservative media has asked this question because no one is out to have as few friends as the Steve Day show is, right? I mean, this hits a couple of different areas. Rah-rah, patriotism, right? Excellence, morality, science, fairness, equality. What say you? 888-900-3393. Your thoughts on the question, gentlemen? But it's a really good question uh, as it applies to the Olympics more than almost any other sport because of how, you know, the sports you've never heard of or you heard of them, but you hardly ever watch except for four years. But that, that America bug, mm-hmm. 
it really kicks in for people in the Olympic just because of that. You know, my my country, and even though that that get, is more thinned out in our civic, you know, that a lot of people are just not, don't default in that direction. The Olympics do that, so it does put a finer point on something uh, that isn't always there. And this this is so important to me, honestly. Short short of being the Russian female athlete who uh he's got a better a richer baritone than you well <laughs> unless she unless she flat out admits yeah that she uh, uh was uh, the one helping putin spy on us or uh, you can be wearing uh, a burqa uh and short of just saying death of america uh, i'm probably rooting for you two in whatever sport over this guy trying to take the wow. birth right away from my daughters and i'm not kidding aaron this begs um another uncomfortable question um is this i'm trying to ask this in a, a way that gets my point across without being unnecessarily uh provocative come well, on just come to the right show for that I, break uh, the eggs already um, is, is there something unique? And I think the answer is probably yes, but how unique is there something unique about this? Cause you asked specifically about, uh, men who feel pretty mm-hmm. as opposed to, uh, I think it's Adam, Adam Riton or uh, one of the figure skaters. I mean, we've had yeah. myriad of athletes yeah. mm-hmm. who are gay I'm glad you brought that up because this is where I was going to go next. Um, okay. And I'm sure because my initial inclination is along with the way with Todd, but then I'm like, hey, did I openly cheer for homosexuals uh, in the past, either unwittingly or wittingly? Um, and if so, is 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 that the same type of message that I want? You know, that that's kind of the thinking that I have as well. Because, yes, there is something completely obvious. I mean, this is men competing against women yeah, unfairly. It's not, the, it's not the same thing it at is, all. Yeah. yeah. So that's the, that's the question. That, that, and, I that, and, and I was going to offer that up next. I'm going to – because I know the way we operate here in the not-left America. If, if we can find a way to not confront the heart of the question – that the left America is forcing down our throats. We all think around here we can reprogram the Kobayashi Maru and never actually have to address the question. So I'm going to take one of your obvious get-out-of-jail-free cards off the table. because And Aaron just went there. Whether you you rooted for somebody who uh, lives a homosexual lifestyle, you rooted for somebody who is you know uh, has uh, is a tinder all american you rooted for somebody who's you know uh what did uh, kurt Schilling once tell me kent to had the uh, the old pirates pitcher had the biggest porn collection in the history of major league baseball regardless of what they were doing in their i rooted for somebody who cheated on their taxes regardless of what they were doing in their in their personal lives those things didn't violate the rules and spirit of the competition they were in at that time Sure. This does. Yeah. This goes right to the rules and spirit of the competition. This is a women's event. For example, a guy who says, I'm a girl and joins the women's Olympic hockey team. Can you imagine the damage he could do out there on the ice against a bunch of women? 
in a sport of that magnitude. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's what you've seen when women have fought men in MMA, you know, men in MMA fights who claim that they're trans and and they get noses busted and things happen to them that just don't happen when you get punched by a woman because the force there is just not the same uh, by and large. So this is a totally separate question from a, from 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 all of those other issues. All right. Because this goes right to the spirit and the heart of the competition itself. 888-933-93. Would you root and cheer on an American male who goes into a women's competition and is permitted in because he claims he's quote-unquote trans, which on our program, we believe he has a mental health issue that should be treated. And he goes into that competition and he wins against a bunch of women. You cheer him at the medal ceremony. You and your kids are sitting around and watch the Olympics. Are you clapping? Are you proud of that? Have you even thought about that? Because it's coming. 888-900-3393. Let's start with Denise in Oklahoma here on The Blaze. So, Denise, welcome to the program. We appreciate you listening. What do you think? Hey, Steve. Um Aaron and Todd, hello to everyone, and God bless. Um, Thanks. As a retired nurse and a retired medic, I can't, I would not root for said transgender person because, A, um, if it's a male going uh, entered into the female's race, the females are getting disenfranchised two i would not let my children watch it three i would not want them recognized at the white house because it's wrong these people and my fourth point is these people have a mental illness they need help encouragement and being rooted on in a fallacy that is in their mind All right. Appreciate the phone call, Denise. God bless you as well. You guys' thoughts on what Denise had to say. She's looking at it as a mom and everything else, but also as a nurse saying, hey, the, uh, biologically, this is just completely unfair. What do you think? Well, the the mental illness part is is, is a total aside uh, uh, at this point for me. Uh, it, they We've seen uh, enough examples of this within various sporting pursuits, just recently, cycling, weightlifting, uh, they're not kind of like the innocent victims being propped up. They are all in on this. And so they need to be able to kind of listen. I don't root, and nor do my kids, I don't root for cheaters. And I don't root for thieves. And that's what they're doing. And ultimately, when you boil down our, our caller's uh, analysis right there, uh, that's what she said. And she's yep. absolutely right. I agree with that analysis, and uh, having said that as well, um, if they are listening today, uh, Media Matters and Right Ring Watch are going to have a field day with this conversation. I you can bet. guarantee you that. So, if you so Media Matters and and um, and Right Wing Watch, if you hear nothing else today, um, the the people I think who have the biggest problem here, we we want compassion for the people who think that they are the opposite gender. We sincerely believe 
that they have something, as the caller said, that needs prayer, that needs counseling, that there, it is a mental illness. The bigger problem, I believe, even bigger than what we say that they have, are people like you who stand by golf clap. I'm so, so proud of you. So proud of you. Because you are the ones enabling their destructive behavior. Mm-hmm. I think if, if nothing else, if you don't hear anything else, you, you are the ones with the biggest problems. That is psychopathic, sociopathic behavior. Saying, yes, yes, you go down the path of self-destruction. I will enjoy it and I will applaud it. I think I speak for Aaron when he wants to make sure you understand the way his name is spelled. It's MC with an I. I, yes. Yeah, that's T-I- very important when, T-I-R-E. You, when, you, when yep. you write about this later, indeed. Yep. Let's go to Patrick out in Oregon. Patrick, welcome to The Blaze. What say you, sir? Hi, Steve. Um, to answer your question, honestly, in my perspective or point of view, um, I wouldn't support any of this for uh, transgender male to female or vice versa athletics because... This goes against everything I was taught in school in basic biology, the XY chromosomes, if you have that thing between your legs, you're a male, and vice versa, if you're a female. And I cannot support also raising them to this uh, pedestal, putting them on this big platform and encouraging, because it distracts a lot of other, not distracts, but it, um, it'll confuse a lot of other people that into believing that all of this is okay, and it, it creates this big slippery slope, and I would not support it. All right, Patrick, appreciate your phone call. Thank you very much. 888-900-3393. The question on the table is, if and when a U.S. Olympic athlete who's a male enters into a predominantly female competition because he identifies his mental illness as he's a trans, would you cheer him on uh, as a member of Team USA if he wins a medal? Would you be prideful of that uh, as an American? Would you want them fed it at the White House? What say you? Let's go to Grayson in Arizona next. Grayson, welcome to the Steve Day Show here on The Blaze. Let us know what you Good think. Morning. Good morning. Thank Good morning. you. Uh, no, no, and H to the E to the double hockey sticks, no. We're too far down this <laughs> rabbit hole. We have to draw the line. It ends here. This is the, the flag we plant on this hill. This is the fight we make. It's not going any further. This line, we we're gonna fortress ourselves in place and not allow any of this any longer. We're not gonna enable mental illness. I'm I am absolutely compassionate towards people in this condition and this plight, but do not tell me that this is normal. I, I've always said this: What is the coroner gonna put on your toe tag, male or female? That's it. Because mm. everything else that it's superfluous. As many have said, it's like, no, what is that coroner going to put on your toe tag? I mean, we've talked about what you are when you're born and they try to shape shift around. This chaos has to stop. They're trying to order or gain order out of this chaos. And they've allowed it to seep in over the years. I, I actually have abstained from watching the Olympics anymore, mostly because of the the scandals. And they, they just seem to show and epitomize or uh, show the homosexuals oh they came out and that's bigger than the medals it's bigger than the sport just done done with it i want to get back to the spirit of competition make it as clean as possible let's just get back to the basics and and knock off all this nonsense just we, we need to shelter in place this line we will not 
let any more pass. It's done. We just move forward and leave all this stuff in the past. That way it's just an asterisk and a footnote and, and, and just be done with it. All right. Grayson, thank you for the phone call there in Arizona. We appreciate your perspective today here on The Blaze. So uh, Grayson uh, gave you some uh, Jean-Luc Picard there. The line must be drawn here. Okay. Uh, it says at some point as a society, we have to say no. I, I thought we would have said no two, three, four times already. And I think we actually did. It's just the other side didn't take our no. And we had really no resolve to then uh, double down uh, and you know, meet them out there on the ideological battlefield. So we just try to find our way to make our peace with it and, you know, find end runs around it, like I said earlier, and reprogram the Kobayashi Maru so I have to face this head on. I do wonder, though, as to Grayson's point, if we don't say no to this and draw the line here, I, I don't know okay. there where you will draw the line later on. I, at that point, you really are, you're not even slouching now. We're in a dead, if we're going to talk uh, Olympic sports, we are in a dead sprint to Gamora at this point. I, I don't I don't know where you would draw the line if we're if we're not even going to acknowledge basic biological differences between men and women. If we're going to deny that reality, that science, then I then I don't know whatever we would say no to. I totally agree. Let me put a finer point on that. The operative word there is reality. Go back a couple of weeks when we were talking about uh, Tiger Woods and we argued about whether this was worth cheering on or not. Well, we we can cheer on a sinner to success. I was hard on him, but it's, it's, it's not wrong to cheer on Tiger Woods. We're, we're every person we cheer on is a sinner. This is an entirely different issue. You cheer, you, you cheer this on, you, you are cheering on a utter denial of reality. They're in that desert, uh, at that burning bush. Who did God tell Moses? His, what did he tell him his name was? I am. I am. It's up until that point, very tribal notions of who God was and, and one particular God defined reality in this particular way. And God is honing that point right now. I am the alpha and the omega. I am reality. There is no other. You root for this. You are rooting for undoing reality. It's, it, I can't stress that enough. It, 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 it and you should need to say, pray for that sinner. But ultimately, absolutely seek to defeat the undoing of reality. Yeah, and this this brings me back to something, a, a distinction that I've I've tried to draw in the past um, as well. And this is, um, I have no problem calling the artist formerly known as Bruce Jenner, Caitlin. I, I you know, changing your name. I think that's, you know, I, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to necessarily endorse it, but I don't really have a problem with that. I think Caitlyn is a weird name for a dude, but I have no problem with calling Caitlyn Jenner by his new name, his new chosen name. However, I do have a problem with calling Caitlyn Jenner a she, because Caitlyn Jenner is not a she. Uh, Caitlyn Jenner is a he. And when you have the chromosomes that he has, and I call him a she, then what am I doing? I'm lying, and I must not tell lies. I've got that written into my into my hands here. I must not tell lies. <laughs> so what are you doing then when you cheer on an event which features, regardless of any country, United States or any country, when you cheer on at any event or any athlete in women's um, track and field event? You know, women's 800, and there's a guy who has... 
uh, the chromosomes of a dude competing against women being called a woman himself. Um, you are accepting the legitimacy of his lie, of the lie that's being propagated by people who wish to uh, see see this person continue their own self denial uh, or self uh, self induced abuse. You're essentially what we're saying is you're cheering on a lie. That's a lot different from cheering on a sinner who is um, cheering on a sinner who is just purely competing in a sport. Who's setting his Who's se- his sin aside mm-hmm. to reach excellence? Exactly. Correct. In this case, to, 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 we yes. we are de- we are demeaning excellence yeah. in order to justify exactly their sin, right. which I actually think is a mental illness, even far even beyond that. Can okay? I appreciate? And I don't mean to make this trite, but I, can I appreciate a piece of fine, beautiful woodworking made by an atheist? Can I appreciate the beauty of another creation, another widget? Can I, uh, can I appreciate the mechanics and everything that went into this smartphone without endorsing Steve Jobs? Not only can you, you should. Yeah. You should because he is reflecting, even in their sin, they yes. are reflecting the Imago Dei. Yes. This is, this is flipping a middle finger to it, is yes. what that is. Yes. Yeah. Uh, if you, we're gonna get back to your phone calls here in just a few minutes. If you're in the market, uh, in the real estate market, it is that time of year. The uh, the yard signs are going up around my neighborhood now that spring has sprung. You're looking for a real estate agent then that you can trust, and that's where this company, Real Estate Agents I Trust, comes in. Uh, formed by Glenn Beck and some of his friends a few years ago because they were tired of real estate agents who talked a good game but then didn't deliver as promised when the results were needed the most. You're looking for three things out of an agent, someone who has a long track record of success navigating the complicated real estate process. Number two, somebody who gets data because it's necessary, but knows that this is more than an algorithm. There might be a reason a certain home sold for more than you your home is actually worth or sold for far less than you want to sell your home for. So someone who doesn't spare the details. And then thirdly, you're looking for somebody to get along with. I mean, this can be a very stressful process, especially if you're doing like we did the last time we went through this. We were selling on one end and then buying on the other, right? So I don't know how we would have done it without the great agent we had, Scott Remsburg. Uh, you need an agent like Scott was for us. You need to find that agent with realestateagentsitrust.com. Just go to the website right now and log on and look for an agent that is worthy of you. There's other referral services out there, but those are mainly done to help agents find clients. In this case, they're not advocating for the agent. They're advocating for you, the client. Find an agent worthy of you at realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. We'll get back to your phone calls here. Now, after the break, 888-900-3393 is the number. Would you root for a male athlete for the U.S. Olympic team who entered a female competition and medaled? Would you be uh, proud of that? Uh, would that make you feel patriotic? 888-900-3393 is the number. Back with more of your calls here in a moment. Do you have uh, itchy ears, ear pain, that plugged up feeling? Maybe you're always asking people to constantly repeat themselves. If that's you, you could be like... 
Well, one of those Americans who's due for an appointment at the doctor's office at some point here soon in order to get a professional ear cleaning, the kind of thing we just keep putting off because it's a hassle. There's the wait at the doctor's office. There's the copay. Then there's the prescription. And did I mention the wait, right? And you just keep putting it off until it gets worse and worse. What if I told you you didn't have to do that anymore? And there is a solution that you can access in the comfort and convenience of your own home and even without a prescription too, sounds too good to be true. Well, it's not. It's called WaxRx. It uses a physician-developed technology that safely and effectively removes earwax buildup and then has that pH condition formula that soothes the ear after we're done, just like they do there at the doctor's office. And you get it without a prescription. You can try WaxRx risk-free today. Here's how. Uh, just go to use WaxRx, all one word, usewaxrx.com that's the website usewaxrx.com and when you get to check out use the offer code radio there and they'll throw in some free shipping for you so you'll save some money there all right usewaxrx.com offer code radio at checkout for free shipping so we go back to the phone lines here today on the blaze it's a pop culture tuesday and this time we're letting the audience give their take on the intersection between popular culture and conservatism because we are in the midst of trans madness, gender dysphoria, gender madness. That's that's the latest uh, uh, malady that uh, the left America is attempting to shove down uh, the what's left of America's collective throats. So we're asking you today, if and when a male Olympic athlete, a U.S. male Olympic athlete, enters into a female competition, would you cheer them on? If they medal, would you have pride? Would, would you feel patriotic? Like this is something we as Americans should celebrate. What do you think? 888-900-3393. So far, the responses of this have been overwhelmingly one way. 888-900-3393. Let's go north next to Minnesota. And that's where Bob has been patient. Bob, thanks for holding. And we are interested to find out what you think here on The Blaze. Go ahead, sir. Hi, Steve. Great show. Uh, Todd, Aaron, appreciate your input. Uh, what a, a great uh, topic. Um, I'm kind of waiting for the, uh, the, the Bruce Jenner Wheaties uh, promo to come on here, but uh, I'm sure you've got that in the lineup at some point. Um, I, uh, I mentioned uh, to the, the screener the fact that um, I think that, as always, you know, we follow the money. Um, I think that uh, uh, proactively they, they may not allow this just because of the fact that uh, you may hit them in the pocketbook, the advertisers and, and uh, the sellers of products. Um, but uh, what, uh, what really struck me as, as I was waiting here, I, I listened to, to Todd's remarks, and Steve, you chimed in on that as well. Uh, this is, uh, where's the love? Uh, this is a great Romans 1 moment uh, to me. Uh, in in uh, going back to scripture, uh, I think we always need to do that to uh, to allow for the fact that uh, God's word is the final authority on those things. Uh, so uh, I encourage those of you who haven't read Romans one from beginning to end. The very last verse is very important uh, in that regard. Uh, we're just kicking the can down the road. Uh, in this case, we'd be kicking the metals down the road, uh, uh, allowing. Uh, uh, for the, the very thought of having uh, individuals that uh, are really uh, uh, digging uh, a, a deeper and deeper pit, um, and we're just uh, uh, we're handing them a bigger shovel uh, each time we allow for these things to happen. Um, so I, uh, 
even if they uh, if they uh, use the term uh, athlete as opposed to male or female, because I think uh, we see that happening more and more often too in these uh, uh, these type of events. Uh, events uh, uh, I think that uh, uh, it's very troubling. Of course, I could not uh, bring myself to uh, uh, to uh, to cheer on. Uh, uh, um, I've been an athlete. I, I have not been an Olympic type of athlete, of course, but um, uh, I have followed the Olympics and I've seen uh, 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 the slippery slope that, that they've uh, uh, mm. been on, and, uh, and that's been troubling enough. But this uh, obviously is uh, time to, to push back uh, seriously. Um, but again, uh, uh, let's think in terms of those individuals um, and, and where's the love uh, for, for those who. Uh, would encourage uh, that type of behavior and, and allowance for it uh, in an uh, Olympic event. Um, appreciate your time. Okay. I'll, uh, I'll listen. All right. Thank you, Bob. Appreciate uh, you uh, spending the time to share your thoughts with us here on The Blaze. He mentioned the uh, exploits of Bruce Jenner. You guys might recall about a few months ago, an edict went out from uh, Twitter that one of their new terms of services uh, was that they would ban people for intentional misgendering. You guys remember that? Yes. And uh, in order to challenge that and push back against it, I began posting uh, highlight videos of Bruce Jenner and the actual play-by-play, the video clip of uh, of him in, I think it was the 76 Olympics, I want to say it was, when he won the gold in the uh, decathlon. You can go get all that stuff off of YouTube. I went and grabbed the actual play-by-play where they referenced Bruce Jenner. Um, I grabbed the old Wheaties commercials with Bruce Jenner. I just grabbed all of those clips and just kept posting them on Twitter at the time. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't say a word about Caitlyn Jenner. Anything. I just, and I, I just, you know, put, put those up there and said, yeah, I mean, really admire, this was one of my heroes growing up. I mean, one of the reasons I tried to stomach Wheaties was because, I mean, and just to point out to them the foolishness of what it is, I believe they're promoting, but maybe you have a different view. 888-900-3393. Let's go to Gene in New Hampshire. Gene, welcome to the Blaze. You're live on the air. Let us know what you think, Gene. Hey, how you doing, Steve? It's I'm I'm really happy to be talking to you. Um, Thank you. I don't know if you're aware of this, but uh, the New Hampshire's state motto is "Live free or die," and I take that seriously. I did know that. Yeah. <laughs> so what I feel about this whole transgender thing is that number one, they're all denying reality, and that just goes against God to me. Um, number two is that the men are totally built different than women. I mean, they've got fast twitch muscles. We don't, you know, that's like putting mm-hmm. a quarter horse up against a, you know, a, a mule <laughs> and, and expecting there to be a, a, an equal outcome. Um, the girls are losing their scholarships, their awards. It's, it's unfair in every, every way you can think of. Um, I absolutely would not root for a transgender who was competing as a male in a women's uh, race. I think that's wrong in every way you can imagine. Um, and it's, it's, just, it's just totally unfair. And oh, oh, I can't forget. I love Theology Thursday. <laughs> oh, thank you, Jean. Appreciate that. Thanks and, for tuning and, in. All right. Oh, one God more bless. Thing. Thank you for sharing your thoughts. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Um, the, the 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 money that we had our first um, colony colony uh, money it was it was a coin and it said mind your business because we <laughs> have every 
you know, the Constitution is brilliance. And, and of course, my phone is ringing. <laughs> um, That's all right. So, it, um, it, uh, it was, it's brilliance, and it means you live your life. Be happy in your life. You know, don't yeah. think how I have to feel, how I have to interpret, how I have to be. That's crazy. But anyhow, well, you're, you that, that's time, exactly Steve. right, really Gene. You better answer that call. Thank you for the thank you for calling us. But that that is how the word tolerance has changed. It doesn't, re- and really, the word doesn't exist anymore. All right, we, the words the words actual meaning is what you were articulating there, Gene, while you're talking to us and trying to deal with your phone at the same time. But everything you're talking about is the actual definition of tolerance. What it has been morphed and bastardized into is. You have to, it's not enough for you to allow me to live my life. You have to endorse it. You have to, you have to validate it. You have to affirm it. You have to even be willing to tolerate it to the point of doing it yourself. And anything short of complete and total knee bending and genuflecting means you're a bigot. The the deal on the table, this is the deal on the table. You slit your throat or we do it for you. That is the deal on the table on all of these issues. That's the deal on the table. Back to the phones we go. Derek in Indiana, welcome to the place. Derek, we appreciate your call. Thanks for your patience. Go ahead, Derek. Hey, thanks a lot for having me on. appreciate it. It's a good topic. Uh, just wanted to say, just to answer the question, absolutely not. I would not support somebody. I would not support the team. In fact, I probably wouldn't tune in. Um, and I think the reason why is because it's been, it's been said several times before. You guys have done a great job kind of summing it up. The other callers have said it, too. It's just not the same. It's, a, it's cheating is what it is. It's cheating. The thing that really gets me is who would cheer this on and why would they cheer it on? They can't be cheering it on because of competition, because it's not competition. They'd have to be cheering it on simply because it's a spectacle, and that's all they'd be rooting for. They wouldn't be rooting for the USA team. They wouldn't be rooting for the USA or the individual athlete. They'd just be rooting for their own uh, desire to satisfy their spectacle need. And I think that's what we get. You know, we get that today. You know, I mean, uh, years ago, I don't know if you guys remember years ago, the Russians were in trouble for doping their, their athletes in the yeah. Olympics. And uh, we just hated that then. Why is it any different now? Why is this yeah, any just, different? You're just doping them with hormone treatments. Yeah, what, what's the difference? Right. Yeah, ex- exactly. And so that, to me, I mean, if you're going to cheer it on, you're going to just completely destroy it. You might as well let Neil or, um, Armstrong win all of his bike races. That's all good. You can, we'll restore yeah. him. It's That's exactly right. What it is. Totally agree. Totally agree, Derek. Thanks for the phone call. Excellent uh, comparison there and analogy with the, the doping uh, in cycling and other sports. Aaron, you I, I look just, like you are ready just, to pounce. Well, just one, one thing. I completely agree with Derek as far as I wouldn't even tune in to any part of the Olympics whatsoever. And I've been typically in the three or four cycles of Olympics that I've been here when I, I'm around you. I'm literally or usually a little bit more uh, excited about the Olympics than you are. Um, mm-hmm. But if this happened even in one or even two instances, some small number like that. If this happened, it's like the Olympics are just like professional soccer to me. It's just, it doesn't exist. I, I, it's irrelevant to me. Uh, and I'm not throwing a, a, an elbow at a Todd there, but it's just that that's how I, uh, it doesn't exist to me. That's but. totally fair. Here's the thing I would uh, say to Derek, though. This is a competition. That's why this is being done. It's just, it, it's not about the competition on the field of play. It's an it's about a competition in the real arena. 
principalities, spiritual strongholds. Yeah. That's th- this is a competition. This is this is right out of I will be like the Most High. That's that's so. This is a competition. That's why that's why you, this is being forced down your throat because a competition is taking place. It's just not in the within the traditional playing field that uh, that we would acknowledge in this case. Okay, but oh, this is every bit of competition. Trust me. Uh, let's go to Oklahoma next. And Michael, Michael, welcome to the Blaze. Uh, let us know what you think about the question today. Go ahead, sir. Thanks for having me on. Uh, my biggest thing is I would definitely not support it because it's a disadvantage. And talking about some of the sports you mentioned could be very harmful. But what I'd like to see is at a higher point is what would the rest of the world do? Would some of the countries like Russia, Saudi Arabia, China, Turkey, would they boycott the event or possibly the the Olympics themselves? And what's your thought on uh, that? I, th- I, I do think you would see... Uh, predominantly Muslim countries, regardless of their level of radicalization, I could absolutely, I hadn't even thought about that point when we posed this question, but uh, thank you for the phone call, Michael. I absolutely believe you would see predominantly Muslim countries, regardless of any level of radicalization, say, no way, we're not participating. No way. Um, I, I could see a few of the old Eastern European countries that uh, you know were a part of those doping scandals in the old Soviet bloc. They tend to be much more traditionalist, much more... Uh, conservative than the Western ones because they still have the memories of uh, secular utopian oppression in the form of the hammer and the sickle. Uh, they still can remember that. I could see some of that aspect of it too. I hadn't even thought about that angle. You're right. That it that and now we're into the whole intersectionality battle. Okay, what looks worse for the what looks worse for the IOC? The Muslim countries not showing up or we're going to, if you don't have the right chromosomes, you can't participate. We'd have to go to the intersectionality chart uh, for the answer to that one, I believe. Um, one more thing I want to say about this before we get out of here. But uh, if, if you're wondering where these ideas are coming from, if, if you're scared when you go talk to your own kids and wonder why they seem nonplussed about this, why they can't be bothered or maybe even are, you know, affirming it. Chances are they got these ideas from their government schools on purpose. Uh, and the indoctrination is going even a step further now. It's not even, they're, they're not even satisfied now with just getting them to ideologically uh, spew forth their talking points like good little vessels. But, but they want to dumb them down so they can't, you know, exist outside of the state. So you're seeing real world skills are gone. That's why Aaron's generation has to learn adulting. How do you balance a checkbook, for example? How do I run a lawnmower? I mean, you know, how do I put, you know, change, change the oil in my car? Things, previous generations, regardless of socioeconomic status, kind of took for granted in America, are lost arts nowadays. Why? Because this is about creating conformists to the state. Uh, and, and, you know, social justice and gender confusion and all the stuff we're talking about is there instead of reading, writing, arithmetic, uh, even American history. If you want to do something about that, check out Freedom Project Academy. It was created with the very intent of doing something about this. Uh, it's a classical online school, fully accredited, uh, based and built on Judeo-Christian values. For students from kindergarten through high school, your student will go to a live classroom with a real teacher just in a virtual setting. If you want to learn more about this and and you know your child is taught how to think, not what to think how to think for themselves, how to be a critical thinker. Freedomforschool.com is the website to learn more. 
All right, one more time, the website. If you want, if you're if you're thinking right now, what are the education choices we're going to make for our kids this fall? Uh, you're working on that decision. Make sure you don't make a decision until you check out the website, freedomforschool.com. We said on our show a few weeks ago not to fall for the Pete Buttigieg hoax, that this was not a campaign. It's a troll. He's doing nothing. He's laying no groundwork whatsoever that you would have to in order to generate a, a, a plausible candidacy. He's just doing TV appearances. And, and there's no way America is electing the mayor of South Bend, Indiana, president of the United States, regardless of his religion or lack thereof, regardless of his sexuality or lack thereof. It's just that politics doesn't work this way. In, in all of human history, unless God specifically anoints a 13-year-old shepherd boy king, you don't go from mayor of a podunk town in Indiana to president. This isn't a serious campaign. Remember, we talked about this. Yes. And that the whole point of the Buttigieg campaign was just to seek out more Christian leaders to show their rear ends and discredit themselves. That this was just a troll. And now you're saying, you know, his numbers are flailing. There's no, there was never a campaign there. And I told you at the time, don't fall for it. There will be a time. There will be a time to push the chips in. There will be a time to say, as I think it was Grayson in Arizona called and said, the line is here. No further. We're not, no more. There would come that time, but the Pete Buttigieg candidacy is not that time. It's not serious. It's, not, it, it's, here, to, it's here to discredit us and disqualify us so we're not there for when the time arrives. And I told you when the time comes, when I think the time has come, now I'm just a guy named Steve from Iowa, I could be right or wrong, okay? But when I thought the time came, I told you this is now the moment, right? We had that conversation a few weeks ago. Yeah. You want to know why we had this conversation today? Because this is it. This is the one. See, with everything else, I can find something about you, just like I hope you would do for me in the areas where I disappoint you, where you can still see the Imago Day worthy of acknowledging my inherent worth and dignity because I'm made in the image of God, and that's what you have as well, and that's why we love our neighbor as we love ourselves. That in other areas where we disappoint one another, if you're excellent in this area, I can still honor that and honor you for that accomplishment. But this is an area now where there is no honoring, only dishonor. You will either flip the middle finger to your creator or no longer be a member of polite society. This is the time. This is the issue now. This is the issue where you risk social media banishment, weirdness, everything else, because if you lose this, you've lost everything else. John 317. This is Steve Dace. On the Blaze Radio Network. Thank you.